0: Welcome to The Niche's You. My name is Matt Gottesman, at Matt Gottesman on Instagram, and this is my daily podcast where I create short, quick hitting episodes to help you uncomplicate life, creativity, and the pursuit of your highest self. There's only main character energy here. Now let's get into it. Welcome to episode 130, The Happiest People Aren't Who You Think. And this is coming from a uh, quote from Derek Seavers, where he said, we all need a place to play. Kids need playgrounds and sandboxes. Musicians need an instrument. Mad scientists need a laboratory. Those of us with business ideas, we need a company, not for the money, but because it's our place to experiment, create, and turn thoughts into reality. We need to pursue our intrinsic motivation. We have so many interesting ideas and theories. We need to try them. The happiest people are not lounging on beaches. They're engaged in interesting work. So this is where I thought of the quote, the happiest people aren't necessarily who you think. And then he said, following curiosity is much more fun than being idle. Even if you never have to work a day in your life, Get the ideas out of your head and into the world. Now we've seen this before, by the way, right? You, you see how you ever see people traditionally, depending on generations, when they retire from a job that they didn't like. And then statistically, we've seen where they've only lived an average of five to seven years after retirement. I know that that sounds horrible and it is. Uh, now I, I'd have to verify that statistic, but I, I remember hearing somebody was like, "It's not that long after retirement, and at an, a much older retirement age." But still, what happens? Well, you know, whether somebody likes their job or not, they had a purpose. They they had something that w- they were tying their mind to, right? So there's the mind aspect. There's the uh, aspect of uh, they had meaning from doing some sort of work every day. Now that's not exactly. I don't want to work my whole life only to retire and then. Uh, die. That's just not my mode of operation. It's never been my mode of operation. And I don't believe that any of us are here for that either. And so the way I look at it is when you tie yourself to work that inspires you, it's still a lot of work. Don't get me wrong. All of the stuff that I do is so much work. I love it. And it doesn't feel like work it feels like work in that you're constantly doing all of the piecing together and the admin and the operations and the systems and the you know the business stuff and all of that but it doesn't feel like work because it's tied to things i love it's it's tied to a mission. It's tied to my mission. It's tied to my purpose. It's tied to my curiosities and my creativity. And I love business and I love making companies out of that. And I think traditionally when people here make a company out of that, they think of your big business companies. And that's not really how, th- that's one way of doing it. But a lot of people have companies just for their passions. Uh, PS, and this is for you to figure out <laughs> with your own, you know, uh, set up if you will, financially, but having an LLC or your own side business or something like that is actually very good when it comes to, you know, how you figure out your finances. I'll just leave it at that. So, um, the point being is that I liked reading this from Derek Seavers from his book. And I liked the idea. It made me think, wow, the happiest people aren't who you think. And we know this because we can a lot of times look at people from the outside, the external, And we think that they're happy, but are they? And that's why it's, or like he says, the happiest people are not lounging on beaches. Yes, it would be fun for a month or two, but you would get bored. Because ultimately, having a direction and having clarity and having your mind be building on something that has value to you and then brings value to the world, oh, there is nothing more amazing than that. There really isn't, I think, personally. And that's why I said following curiosity is much more fun than being idle. And you hear this all the time. You hear people, you hear athletes come out of retirement, right? They go into retirement for like two, three months. And they're like, all right, I'm bored. You're bored because you want to be doing something. You should be doing something. And, and a lot of times, and, I'll, and before I get on uh, to, to some further ideas here that I, I've put together from what Derek Sievers was saying, you hear people all the time who they can't wait to retire. I get it because maybe they're retiring for something that they don't necessarily want to be doing. So, of course, the idea of taking time off sounds good. Of course, you're like, oh, I can't wait. They're also the same people, and it's okay if you can relate to this, and maybe it's something you want differently over time for yourself, but they're also the same people who are like, oh, I can't wait for the weekend. Oh, I can't wait for this vacation. I love what I do, so I don't need a vacation to get away from it. I only really need vacations a lot of times just to recharge the batteries um, before going even harder on the things that I'm building upon because I love what I do, or that I can intertwine all the things. Even when I'm on vacation, I don't want a life that I have to take a vacation from ever. So I, I was analyzing this, uh, chapter in Derek Seavers book. It was anything you want. I think the book, the book, if I remember correctly, I'll put it in the show notes, anything you want. The book is anything you want. And I wanted to analyze just this chapter about, uh, business as a creative endeavor basically, and thinking about how it's not that you're necessarily trying to create a business as much as maybe you are just trying to have an outlet for yourself. And he says the traditional view is very money centric. Traditionally, businesses businesses are often seen solely as vehicles for generating profit. Success is measured in terms of revenue, market share, and growth rates, right? That's traditional view, the traditional old school paradigm way, money centric. He explores the creative perspective, holistic success. He argues for a more holistic view of success that goes beyond financial metrics. He believes that a business can be a platform for personal and societal change, a way to express one's values and a medium for innovation, as well as an artistic expression. Just like a painter uses a canvas to bring their vision to life, an entrepreneur can use their business to manifest their ideas and ideals into the world, the real world. The products you create, the customer experience you design and even the work culture you cultivate can be forms of creative expression. And this also goes back to why I say in a weird way, we're all entrepreneurs because it doesn't matter. You could be an amazing painter or a pianist or a saxophone player or a writer or um, anything that you want. And again, we've talked about this before, Where, or you're a CPA, or a plumber, or an electrician. And you want to maybe talk about those things online, help people more with their financials, with their electricity, with... Their, their plumbing and their household chores and things like that. We're watching more and more people become creative and turn it into creative endeavors using online as a medium of exchange of value to a world. And then in which the world is also helping in supporting them and paying them for their time or their classes or their products or whatever they might have. And what's cool is the way I look at it with Derek Seavers making this, uh, this, um, Example of as a creative perspective versus a traditional view of money centric, where it's saying, Hey, listen, maybe instead of just getting into something because it can generate profit, maybe get into something because it generates uh, health inside of you, soul, you connecting with your soul. And my opinion is that's even more profitable because when you do something from a place that feels right for you, it's sustaining. And when it's sustaining, it's creative. And when it's creative, it's helpful and it's of service. And when it's of service and helpful, more and more people that you serve will help you create a business out of it. And quite frankly, you can scale that much better and much more efficiently in the digital age than you can uh, in a more traditional setting. I'm not advocating for not having a traditional business uh, setting in terms of a physical store or office or something like that. I'm just advocating for a newer way of reaching more people and from a place that feels right for you versus just solely saying, well, I'm going to do this because I can make money. And that that's two very, very, very different ways, right? And so I like that he's exploring the holistic, artistic way, centric way versus solely just the money centric way. And then we're going to let's talk about some of the benefits. But before I move on to that, I saw a post from Alex Hermosi, and I'm trying to pull it up. And I thought it was just so well said. And he said, if you get into business to solve problems, you'll make money. If you get into business to make money, you'll have problems. If you get into businesses to solve problems, you'll make money. If you get into business to make money, you'll have problems. Do you understand? And this is the new world we're living in. So this is exactly what he's saying about money centric. If you get into business to make money, well, you're going to look at things way different and you're going to encounter a whole other set of pressures and things that may be outside of what you were hoping for. But if you're actually in business to solve people's problems and something that is very close to you, because it's from your soul, you'll make money. And people will be like, thank you for doing this and being so into the thing that you are helping me with. Right? So the benefits of the creative route versus the traditional money centric. Well, the benefits are let's first start with intrinsic motivation. When you view your business as a creative endeavor, you're driven by intrinsic motivation, which leads to higher levels of satisfaction and fulfillment, both for you and the people that work with you or the people you serve. Right? It, that intrinsic motivation is lifelong. It just keeps going. Number two, innovation, a creative mindset encourages constant innovation. You're not just looking to meet the status quo. you're aiming to disrupt it to bring something new and valuable into the world. See, when you come from a very creative centric place versus a money centric, what happens is, see, the money centric route, you get a lot of people say, "Well, you know, as long as we do it this way and get this number of people, this is how much money I'll make, and that's what I want. Well, okay, you know, and again, I'm not knocking it. It's just that if part of you also feels missing in doing that route, it could be because you're not tying your solo, your purpose, or mission to it, and you're only thinking about it solely from money. And that won't just solve everything. Money is a beautiful tool. What I'm saying is that if you're only doing it for certain reasons that are money related, you might get to a place where you feel like, well, something seems missing, because. You know, we're not necessarily taught that when we're young that you can have both the money that comes from doing the things that you just feel most aligned from. Right. But when you're creative centric, innovation is so key because think about it. Innovation is so key because you constantly look at how am I currently serving the people? How can I make it easier, better, stronger, faster, more efficient on, on both my side and their side? You're constantly optimizing for what you're into and it's making everything more holistically better just better all around for the the, the people you serve, as well as for you. You're being more efficient, you're being more innovative, you're being more constructive in how you're building things. And then of course, the benefit of authenticity. (laughs) Businesses that are built as creative endeavors often have a unique, authentic flavor that sets them apart in the marketplace. This authenticity can attract loyal customers um, that share your values and vision. This is why you're seeing so many one to four person businesses doing so well. Yes. Sometimes they sell it to bigger companies. I get it. Not all, but some, but ultimately the reason why uh, creative centric businesses are doing so well is because you like following the people for what they're doing and you too can relate because you too can be doing those things. You know, and so, you know, and then and then in in looking at if going a creative centric route doesn't just necessarily mean like, oh, there's only benefits. Obviously, there's some risks, right? Because there's commercial viability. Uh, A business still needs to be commercially viable to sustain itself. So you, you have to also not only like what you're doing, but you have to kind of pivot it often to make sure that it's in alignment with the people you serve right? There's a challenge to balance creative aspirations with business realities. You want to make sure that you're not just doing something that nobody needs. Um, but at the same time, to the, to the previous episode, that when you make what you like, usually you can find the people that it resonates with and you can continue to keep serving them. But there is some pivots in there. Another potential risk, misalignment, right? Uh, maybe there's a, mis- a risk of misalignment between your creative vision and a market demand. Which is kind of what I was just saying with commercial viability, and so you have to have constant innovation and feedback just to make sure to align the two. So, you know, for example, let's say you you're you're creating something that really means something to you, uh, but maybe not a lot of people are are resonating with because they don't have that same problem, but maybe you solved something from what you've created. And that is something that a lot of other people are having. So therefore now you've tweaked your messaging, tweaked the way you deliver that to people who say, Oh, you're, you're having a problem with this. Like, please let me help you here. Right. And then of course, sustainable creativity, the balance of it all. The goal is to build, in my opinion, this is the kind of culmination of this whole thing. This whole episode is that should you go a creative centric route, the goal is to build a business that not only fuels your creative passions, but it's also sustainable in the long term. And it involves both a delicate balance of creativity, practicality and adaptability. So this is the culmination. Right. Um, and uh, and really what I think Derek Sievers is, is kind of bringing to the forefront of saying, you know, the happiest people aren't who you think they're the ones that with a purpose and and they're more, the happiest people are usually more of the ones with a purpose or a mission and they're engaged in interesting work. And so the goal then is to balance, have balance. You want to have interesting work. You want to use your creativity to deliver this value outward to the world, but you want to be practical into what is the actual demand or what people are necessarily needing, but not drawing away from you um, being involved in in your creativity the way you want to be, right? There's this kind of balance. And I think sometimes people say, well, nobody wants what I have. I'm like, I wouldn't say that nobody wants what you have. I say that it's about understanding more of how what you have is serving people. And then the more engaged you are with the people, they'll tell you more of what they're needing. And you realize like, oh, either maybe you're doing too much, maybe you're doing too little, maybe you're doing the wrong side of the thing that is involved with the thing that you can be doing. You get what I'm saying? And that's where adaptability comes in of the balance. You have to be willing to adapt because life is changing, markets are changing, technology is changing, and you want this flexibility of saying, I want to have a way to be creative and deliver my value to the world. And I wanna be practical enough to understand um, where people are at and adaptable enough to make changes in a way that is very uh fluid and now you can see why (laughs) having engaging interesting work will lead you down a path for quite some time where you will never be bored and you'll always be kind of journeying right and that's why he says following curiosity is more fun than being idle even if you've never have to work a day in your life and i love that he says that because if you're following curiosity even all these things that i'm telling you to do um it's a lot more fun because just like Hermosi said, it's not that you're just trying to make money. Instead, you're trying to solve problems and something that really intrigues you and you feel very aligned with, well, then you're much more involved in all aspects of what you're trying to create or the people you're trying to serve. And it becomes, uh, a day to day in, in the, in the practice of things type of road. And that's also where you create, your dopamine (laughs) daily executing on tasks that bring you joy because you're of service and of purpose. So that's why I wanted to address this idea of the happiest people maybe aren't who you think. I believe it's the ones who are more engaged in their life or their work or their passions. They're not just necessarily, you know, people who you think are just lounging on the beaches and therefore you're like, well, that's where I want to be. It's great to have, that integrated into your life, but not as I think, you know, I think that if you, if I think that if you make that a sole goal, you might get bored after a few months, a year or whatever, because ultimately you're, you're wanting excitement in your life that comes from you being intrinsically engaged in something that brings you fulfillment and joy. I appreciate you guys for always tuning in. Thank you for listening. Again, the happiest people aren't who you may think. And this comes from where Derek Sievers, he didn't say that part, but Derek Severs says the happiest people are not lounging on beaches. They're engaged in interesting work or interesting paths, if you will. So I encourage you guys to find those interesting paths. I love and appreciate you guys for always tuning in. Thank you. Please leave a written review on Apple as it helps expand the awareness of the show. And until next episode, I'm out. All right, that's it. We'll stop there for right now. I hope you found this helpful and applicable in some way. I want you to remember you do not need to fit in and you certainly do not need to fit into some category or title nor be put into some box. The niche is you. It always has been.